Welcome back to the Gridiron Podcast, where we talk all things college football and NFL. My name is Braden Dorman, alongside me, Bryce Peterson. And today, we got some pretty cool guests, and I'll let Bryce introduce them. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for joining us today. As always, we appreciate the support. Uh, big, big day for us, having our first player onto the podcast. KJ, welcome to the podcast. He's the corner for uh, USF. Headed into the draft this year. Uh, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Blessed to be here. Blessed to be around y'all, man. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, for sure. And then also, as we announced on our Instagram, we are bringing back Scott Porter as a guest host today. He will kind of help us out, talk about KJ's draft. Scott, how's it going? I'm doing good. It's a, it's a fantastic day, so I'm uh, hanging in there. Good. We're glad to have you back. Um, so today, how we're going to do these things is we're going to go ahead and run through KJ's career a little bit. KJ, you started at the University of North Carolina um, in your career there. What was your career there like, and how do you think it kind of built up who you are today as a player? Uh, I would say that my career at North Carolina, um, it, was, it, it helped me to become who I am today. Um, I say that because, you know, being a kid from Tampa, Florida, uh, I'd never really been outside of, of Florida. So me going there was, you know, I got to see different things, uh, meet different people and, you know, people that I still talk to to, uh, to this day. Um, and, you know, uh, starting at the University of North Carolina, that, that's a prestigious university. Um, it, it definitely, you know, helped jumpstart my, my career. Um, and, you know, I, I think that it definitely paid dividends um, to me going to USF and being the player that I am right now. Yeah, we look at North Carolina. There's some probably some of your buddies, maybe some guys you yeah. still talk to that are gonna be getting drafted a lot uh, of, along, yeah. alongside you. Are there any yep. any guys that you're really rooting for to see maybe in that first, second round? Man, a lot of them, man. Uh Mike Carter, um, Deami Brown, um, you know, he was always there for me. I mean, my really close dad's Newsom. We had a lot of battles back. Uh Levante, Javante, um, and, and it was Chaz the rat, man. I'm I'm really excited for Chaz. Um, I remember when he made the switch to uh, quarterback to linebacker. We was like, bro, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And it was like, wow, it's crazy. I mean, Chaz is an athlete. A lot of people don't know how good he is, good of an athlete he is. So I'm rooting for all my guys, man. I hope I hope they all get picked in the first or second round, um, you know, man, and make as much money as they can. Yeah, absolutely. And it seemed like you had a really good sophomore year at North Carolina, starting 11, 12 games. Um, and then your junior year, it cut, was cut short with an injury. Um, obviously, that led to an offseason where you would transition into USF, and then you would get your two registered years. Uh, how did that injury affect you, and how did that lead to USF? Um, I wouldn't say it was so much of the injury. Um, mm -hmm. I would say uh, me starting at Carolina um, that year with MJ Stewart on the other side, MJ taught me a lot of things um, and, you know, uh, watching him and, and just following his lead, um, you know, having having the success I had my sophomore year was was eye opening um, to me because I always knew that I could do it. Um, but, you know, at that high level, um, it was just like, OK, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. You know what I mean? So uh, when I got hurt, kind of uh, it, it just kind of I've always dealt with that, uh, the turtle thing kind of just played through it and uh it just got to the point where I just 
I couldn't play through a run of games. They wear a shirt. So I talked to a couple of my coaches and we made the decision like you you should sit it down um and, and get surgery and because the toe is that's something serious. So um, you know, we kind of did that. Um and then, you know, coming the back was a smooth transition. Um, but I had a lot of deaths in my family um around then. Uh my sister, my sister uh Takaya who passed away and then my grandmother she passed away as well so I kind of just uh that took a toll on me man and and, and I, I just felt my home calling me back and, and I felt like that's what I needed to do is, is be back home around my son um missing my son's first birthday that that played a, a big part I'm a huge family guy so um that that being back home is where I, I belong and, and USF was the best decision I had offers from pretty much everywhere um but I, I wanted to be back home um a lot of people thought I was going to go to Miami but the decision was already made I was coming back home to Tampa to be around my son a lot of different people questioned you going to USF instead of Miami. I think one of the biggest things that I stood out to me about you is you're such a guy about your community. You have the nickname, the mayor. Uh, obviously, you've done a lot for your community. Yes, sir. What is something that you think is impactful that you've done for your community that's also translated into football? And do you think that will carry on into whatever NFL city you go to, whether it's a Detroit team or Kansas City team or wherever you go? Most definitely. Um, I, I honestly feel um, when my grandmother died, you know, it was kind of I was still trying to find myself and who I was. And I was always viewed as this competitive guy with a big heart that just, you know, was a football player. But I've always felt that I was more than just that. I just never knew what my calling was. And once I understood what my calling was, and that was, you know, to, to lead my people and to give my people hope, um, it was bigger than that. And that's why I made the, the, the decision to, you know, transfer back home. Um, I remember, you know, when I was talking to my family about it, and I actually talked to one of uh, my, my, my good friends, uh, Mike Hampton, about it. And I said, man, um, it's crazy. Like, I don't, you think we can go to the league from here? And he's like, yeah, we can we can go to the league from here. I mean, just be us, you know what I mean? So I remember that conversation like it was yesterday, and I was like, man, so be it. Let's do it, you know what I mean? So um, just being heavily involved in the community, I've always been a, a community guy. I'm, I'm from Tampa, Florida, and I take pride in my community. Um, you know, being from, from the neighborhood where I come from, man, it's, you know, I've lost a lot of family members to, you know, to, to prison and, and things like that. And, and, you know, to deaths and, and it's, I want to give my people hope and let them know that, that hope is not lost and we can still get through this. And, you know, by the grace of God, you know, if we just keep pushing it and stay close to God, everything will be all right. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I mean, you're, you were worried about potentially not being seen at USF. I mean, look at the number two pick in the draft more than likely is going to be a guy coming from BYU. So if you have the right. skill, if you have the skill, you're going to be seen and you're going to be, you're going to be a guy that gets drafted by an NFL team, which is, I'm, I'm sure just surreal. And this whole process has been uh, pretty awesome. What do you think, or I guess, what has been the best part of this draft process that you, I guess, weren't not expecting, um, just kind of going into it after the season ended? Uh, just, just a quick turnaround. Uh, something that's unexpected is, is that, you know, we put so much emphasis on the 40 and, you know, the bench press and the verticals and the broad jumps when all of that stuff really, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, 
you know, after you're done with that, you still got to go work out. You still got to, you know, understand concepts. You still got to understand where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be, do what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it. You know what I mean? So um, at the end of the day, we're still playing football here. Um, but we put so much emphasis on that for three months um, just for one day. And you're probably not going to ever do that ever again. So that was really like shocking to me once I really got started. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. We're really doing this just for one day. Um, but, uh, you know, it. like I said, I'm blessed, man, um, to help my family and to to just show, you know, the young young generation that's growing up. And saying, we, can't, uh, we can't do this. So. Yeah, and something that we've talked about, I think we talked about it last week, was how players do train specifically for the combine and their pro days. And it's interesting just to listen to you, hear you talk about how, like, you're training for this one day and how it really changes your draft stock for some guys. Yeah, I'd like to bring Scott into this now. We're kind of, we're two weeks away from the draft. You know, I'm sure, KJ, you've been looking at where you think you might land in the draft, where you think you should. But Scott, he's our draft expert. Where do you expect KJ to land and, and why? So I'm going to give a quick analysis of KJ, what I really like about him. Um, I think, I mean, you look at KJ's sales, and to me, he checks every, every box you look for in a developmental cornerback. Um, I mean, he's got the athletic ability. He's got great length. He's got speed. You know, I look at his footwork. His footwork is very good. Um, I also feel like one of the biggest things you look for in a prospect is, is, you know, the character of a person. And I think KJ's got great character. You know, everything I've understand from him is a great locker room guy, great leadership skills. Um, he's got the good closing speed you look for in a corner. He's got ball skills. Um, he can play special teams. I think he's a guy that will come in right away and make immediate impact on special teams. You know, he can, he can help in the return game. Um, a gunner on special teams, um, and he can just really play all over the field. And he's also a very dependable player. So to me, it's like you, you check every box that I look for to succeed at the next level. Um, I don't know if you know a guy that played at South Florida, but Kayvon Webster, um, he was a defensive back I knew well, got drafted by the Broncos. And I, and I see you kind of in a similar situation to Kayvon, where Kayvon kind of came out as a you know, his, his draft prognosis was kind of a middle round guy, um, you know, a little raw with his technique. And I think that's kind of where you stand now is you have everything you need. It's just putting everything together. And, and it's a little bit of that raw, you know, ability. But to me right now, the draft analysis I see with you is mostly middle round. But I think you're going to surprise some people on draft day. I really do with, with the, uh, you know, when you combine all of the, the factors that you're looking for in a, in a developmental uh, cornerback. I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see KJ go as high as round three. I know right now he's kind of, you know, most things that you read have him kind of in that early day three pick, but I think I would not be one bit surprised to see him fall. Um, I'm sorry, slip into that, that round three range. Um, and then um, I also want to make a note uh, with, with uh, KJ is just the um, every year, you know, he's getting better. He's developing every year. I think that's very important in him going forward because a lot of prospects you see where they'll kind of peak in college and you don't have that uh that you know de ability to develop into something better than what you are and to me kj is, is really good the way he is but he's got a lot i mean his best football days are still ahead of him and that's why i would not be surprised if he got into that day two discussion yeah kj would you would you agree with that 
Man, I hey, I'm, I totally agree. I feel like I'm the most versatile player in this draft. Um, you know, I feel like I can play every position, um, and I'm willing to play special teams, and it's on film that I can play special teams and do, do it all pretty much. Um, like I said, a lot of people don't know that I was never really a corner coming out of high school. I was a safety. Um, and, and so, you know, I feel, you know, that, that, like I said, I'm the most versatile player in this draft. And when it's time to roll the ball out, you know, we're going to see who lasts. And, and that's what it all comes down to. Yep. That, and I will say that KJ, to me, is probably the most underrated defensive back in this draft to me. Um, and, and definitely one of the most underrated players to me. I feel like, you know, if it wasn't maybe for the, for the injury that held you back a little bit, I feel like, you know, you would be in that day. I feel like you have the ability to be a day one or day two pick. And I honestly feel like you, every year there's, there's cornerbacks who are said to be middle round picks who I see slip into that third round. And I think that is something that, that definitely would not shock me come draft day for you. And you mentioned, you know, being able to play multiple positions and your versatility. I think that is, is a huge thing with you when evaluating you. You can play on the inside. You can play on the outside. You could probably play safe because you're a good tackler. You, you know, you have, a, you have a willingness to tackle. Um, and I think, you know, you're a guy that's going to come in right away and, and make an immediate impact on special teams and, and grow as a corner in the NFL. So that's, uh, that's really where I see you, KJ. Yeah, yes, sir. And KJ, I've gone through and I've watched, uh, I guess, three or four games in your last couple of years at USF. And you go through and you watch and, man, you are competitive and you talk a lot. And, like, for me, <laughs> I love it. I watch guys. I've talked to a bunch of defensive coaches at the college level near my high school back at home, and they're all like, if you're a DB and you do not have swagger and you cannot talk and be confident, you ain't going to succeed. So being able to watch that so, confidence that you have is huge to me. Obviously, would you agree that man-to-man -man is your favorite? And what's your mindset as far as your confidence headed in the NFL where it is a different speed than college? Right. Um, I agree that man-to-man that -man is my favorite type of coverage to play um, due to the simple fact that it's, it's how big the front seven is and that plays – a big factor in a, in a lot of a lot of these, you know, and I don't, I don't like to throw any shade on anybody, but, you know, a lot of these guys that, that are considered cover guys, you know, have great D-line, have great linebackers. And, uh, you know, I, and I would honestly say, give me your front seven and, and watch what I do with it. You know what I mean? So I love playing man-to-man. -man. I love me versus you. I love me every time. And that's just me. And I've always been that way. Anybody in my city can tell you. That KJ has always been that same case. It's going to change when I get to the NFL. I'm going to still be me. I'm going to still talk. I'm going to still talk and still be me. And still be competitive as possible uh, as, as I can. Um, and, and so, you know, like I said, I'm going to learn from the older vets, of course. Um, but but nothing's going to change. I'm going to forever be me. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, like planning any scheme, I, I, I love it. I can plan any scheme. That's why I say I feel like I'm versatile. I can play zone. I can play the nickel. Um you know, any anywhere a defensive coordinator or special team coach wants to put me, uh, they can. Yeah, that's that's super important to have that swagger because I mean everybody's got that swagger in the NFL and everybody's got that speed and everybody has that confidence that you know they're gonna go out, go out there and win those one-on-one -on -one battles. So that's super important and good to hear. So this off season, I know you've been working out a lot with just the the forties and the broad jumps and all that the cone drill, but as far as football skills. 
what are th some things you've been working on to, you know, fully get to where you want to be come week one? Um, I think it's mastering my strengths. Um, I think once you master your strengths, um, you don't really worry about your weaknesses because you you play on your strengths. So, uh, of course, you want to always, you know, fine-tune to your weaknesses. Um, but really just using my quickness to my advantage, um, using different techniques to my advantage, um, knowing when and when not to, to use different techniques. And a lot of, and I feel sometimes that I'm a lot smarter than the guy that I'm going against. Um, you know, you see a lot of these guys, Ronnie Barber, for instance, um, he wasn't the biggest or the fastest or the strongest guy. Um, his IQ was off the charts, though. He made plays because of how smart he was. Um, Chris Harris made, made plays because of how smart he is. Casey Hayward. You know, a lot of these guys that, that you see in the NFL that's top-tier cornerbacks, um, nickelbacks are making plays because of how smart they are and how much film they watch. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, watching, watching more film um, and, 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 you know, uh, focusing on my strengths, uh, mastering, mastering my strengths um, and, and tuning my, uh, my weaknesses. I'm loving this, man. Like, you're getting me excited to watch you in the NFL. I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan. I'm from the state of Washington. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, man, we, we could use a corner right now. So, hey, I would DJ, love to see. Hey, DJ Moore, DJ Moore is looking good for y'all, man. Hey, I agree. I agree. And I, I see you as a similar guy to him. And, you know, I'd love to see you maybe go to Seattle. Speaking of, are there any teams, maybe coaches, or even players that you'd want to play with that kind of are a little bit higher than some other teams? Like, who are you hoping to play with? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's tough. Uh, I would say I, I would love to play. I would love to play with Tyra Matthew, man. I think I think our competitiveness and our swagger and, and just attention to detail and just willing to want to just 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 want to win and do whatever it takes to win. Um, I think that would be unmatched. And 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 energy is very contagious. I will I will repeat this. Energy is really really contagious. And I feel that. Um, you know, every team that I've been a part of, um, I brought that energy and that same swag and people feed off of that. And, and when you have three or four or even 11 people with that same energy, then you got a Super Bowl or, or a championship team. Um, and so, like I said, I would love to play with Tyron Matthew, man. That, that you know, that'll be even Jamal Adams, uh, you know, people that bring energy. Um, people that just, just flat out bring energy, I would love to play with. Yeah. And something else that I'd like to branch off of that. What do you think you bring as a DB versatile guy? Like we've talked about, I think you're one of the most versatile guys in the draft. I think like Scott said, you're super underrated. What do you bring? What do you, what would you say are your top three things that you bring to a football team when you walk in on day one, what are the three things that you, that they notice right off the bat? One, I'm dependable. Um, you can depend on me uh, for two. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a competitor. I, I hate to lose, and I'm doing I'm I'm willing to do anything it takes to win. Um, whether it's stretch claw, you know, I don't even want your mama to beat me, and that's just me. That's I've always been that way. Um, and then you know I'm like I said I'm a, I'm a locker room guy. Um, you know I'm a leader off the field. Um, and, and you know I haven't been ever never been in any trouble. Um, and like I said I'm I'm gonna you know wherever I'm at. I'm going to make sure my presence is felt off the field just as much as, as it is on the field. Because like I said, the community means a lot to me. Um, and I don't just say that just to say that. Uh, my actions speak louder than my words.
Yeah, and then going back to, to on the field, kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, Bryce kind of alluded to it a little earlier. You do have that little nasty to you when you're on the field. You have that little, you'll have that trash talk after making a big play on a receiver one-on-one. Um, where do you get that from? And I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to continue that in the NFL because you need that when you're going, because things are not always going to go your way in the NFL. Right. Um, Man, when I was younger, you know, I used to always go against guys that were not my age. And my uncle would always have me playing against guys that were older than me, whether it's basketball, football. Um, and I would always get pushed around and I hated it. But I was so competitive that I just kept going back for more. And so I started to love it. Like I started to say, okay, I'm going to be this little gnat in your ear every single time I step on the court field. It doesn't matter. I literally hate to, hate to lose. Um, and, uh, you know, man, I really pretty much my whole family is pretty much competitive, man. Every In everything that we do, we, we just – we love to compete. And uh, I, that's what I think the game is lost. Um you know, it's not the way it used to be. And and I'm I'm not changing for anybody. Like, when we step on the field, like, we're not friends. You know what I mean? And, and that's just what it is. Off the field, you know, we, we can be cool, buddy, buddy. But anybody that knows me, um, even my friends can tell you, like, when we step on the field, man, that's what it is. You know, it is what it is. There ain't no shaking, ain't no shaking hands. You know, we cool, buddy, buddy. You know, you don't need to talk to me. We have nothing to talk about. You know, I'm trying to beat you and you trying to beat me. You're trying to take food off my son's plate. So that's how it is. That's that's my type of mindset and how I go into it. But off the field, man, just mellow, man. Charismatic, man. Loving. You know, uh, you know, it's just it's like a switch. You turn it on and you turn it off. You know what I mean? So that's that's me. Yeah. Something else that we've talked about is guys always that tend to excel are always playing for something. Um, you go through and you look through the NFL and guys are playing for certain things. What do you think, what would you say you play for? Why do you play football? I play football for one, because I love it. Um, I've always loved the game of football. It's gotten me to where I'm at today. Uh, football actually really saved my life, in my opinion. Um, and, and it means a lot to me because it opened doors that I never would have gotten if I didn't play football. Um, you know, meeting the mayor, becoming mayor for, for a day. Football opened up all those things for me. Um, and I'm forever grateful uh, for that. And I would never take the game for granted. Um, and I also play for my family. Uh, you know, my family that's locked up, uh, you know, that, that I have locked up, my family that's in the grave, uh, graveyard, you know, people that before me, the people after me, you know, generational wealth, that's what we're playing for. Um, and, and I want to be the first person in my family to create that. And I think once that comes, you know, you start to see change. Um, you know, in, in, in your family, then, then you start to see, then you start to affect change around the people around them in the, in the community. So um, that's what I'm playing for. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so you're a guy from Tampa Bay. We know the last Super Bowl champion was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I got to ask, were you a Buccaneer fan? Were you a Buccaneer fan? And would you, <laughs> would you love to play for the Buccaneers? I, I surely wouldn't mind playing for the Buccaneers. Uh, you know, I'm a hometown kid, of course, so I, I would love to, you know, stay home uh, if that's if that's where God wants me to be. Um, but I was always a Patriots fan growing up. I was always a big Brady fan, man. Uh, I love Brady. Uh, and, you know, it, I remember the Super Bowl they won against the Rams in 2004. I was staying, 
I was staying in a, a two bedroom apartment. I remember I was I was a young cat then, um, you know. And so I, I've always loved Brady and how his compet his competitive spirit, um, you know. So the Patriots are really pretty much my team, but I wouldn't mind playing for the Bucks though for sure. Well, how about this? How about you line up against Tom Brady and maybe deflect the pass? You gonna go talk some trash to him? You know it. But why not? Why change? Why, why am I changing? Just because it's Tom Brady, you know what I'm Just saying? Just making like, sure. Just making sure. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Never change for anybody. You always remain the same and be true to who you are. Uh, don't try to be anybody else. Uh, of course, everybody got to get it. I mean, I know, I know I'm going to get Dotson, but that, that doesn't mean that I'm going to change who I am. I'm going to still be the same person every day. That's awesome. Hey, so the draft's coming up in two weeks. There's still uncertainty on where you may land. Who, who, and where will you watch that draft? Uh, I'm gonna be in Tampa, Florida. Um, I don't even think I want to watch the draft. To be honest with you, uh, it's a lot of pressure. Uh, I bet. But I, I just uh, my birthday is May second, um, so I'm just gonna just hang with family and just have a good time um, and just focus on family. And and we'll find out when we find out whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. So. And kind of bouncing off that draft, the last guys to be drafted out of USF uh, were in 2018. My guy who plays for my team, Green Bay Packers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, he's one of the guys that was drafted last. Do you find yourself being one of those guys that come out of USF that people always remember as, hey, he was one of those guys in X years? Because there's not a whole lot of guys that come out of USF that go to the league. Right. Most definitely. Um, like I said, I, I think me making my mark off the field is just as big as making it on the field. Um, and I would say that I made my mark off the field as much uh, more than I made it on the field, in my opinion. Um, and and I will forever be a guy that 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 is, you know, considered um, one of the best players to come out of USF um, due to the simple fact, fact of me um, and my character off the field. Um, and, and that's something that I'm really, really proud of. Um, so most definitely. Hey, uh, a team drafts you and they're, they're asking you what you think you can bring to their team. Are you telling them you want to be their starting interior cornerback and their punt returner? Like, what are you hoping to do year one? I'm telling them whatever they need me to do. Um, you know, I know my time will come. Um, and, and, you know, whatever y'all need me to do at this, for the time being, that's what I'm willing to do. Uh, whether it's go block a kick, whether it's go, catch a punt, whether it's fair catch and catch a punt, whether it's, you know, anything, uh, whatever they need me to do, I'm at, a, I'm, I'm here of service. That's, that's, that's what I'm telling the team. Yeah, Love that's, it. That's perfect. Um, KJ, one other thing that I think I've read articles upon articles about you and about your draft stock and certain guys saying certain things. And one thing that, well, two things that really pop out with other draft guys is sometimes people talk about the lack of, statistics that you would have in your career um, mm -hmm. and sometimes the lack of physical presence in the run game is that something that you think you still excel at um, and I guess my comment to that would be like is that something where you're looking to improve on in the NFL and say hey I am a physical guy I can be the guy that comes off the corner and blows the guy up I mean I know Cam Chancellor played safety but I'm going to be right. Cam Chancellor and come up and blow somebody's head off coming on a run game is that something you're wanting to be and do you think the stats are attributed to the 
way the defense was structured at USF and at North Carolina, or is that just because you think you're that much of a lockdown guy? Um, I honestly feel that, you know, film doesn't lie. If you watch my film from 2017 um, and the type of guys that I went against, um, guys that actually got drafted, um, you know, I was a man-to-man guy that whole year. Uh, I don't think we played zone. We didn't even play zone um, like that in 2017. Um, and, you know, I was, that was my first year really playing corner. And, uh, you know, all I knew was man coverage. Um, but when I transferred to USL, um, Charlie Strong, who I, you know, love dearly and still talk to, um, changed my perspective and changed my way of thinking, um, helped my IQ get to where it is now, um, learn defenses, different types of defenses, uh, what works, what don't work, what coverage beats, what coverage. Um, that's what really got me over the hump. Um, and like I said, if you go to my film at 2017, you'll see a man-to-man corner, the guy who can play uh, slot, um, a guy who can play on the outside. And then if you watch my USF film, you'll see a guy that was very versatile, who played punt return, who played, you know, kick return, who, you know, played corner or who played safety. Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, played zone schemes um, and things like that. So I think, I, I think my film pretty much speaks for itself, man. And my versatility speaks for itself. Who's a guy in the NFL, a wide receiver that is a household name that you feel like you've got his number already? You're going to go into the NFL, and he's a guy that you would shut down. Um, man, I, I don't want to say any names, man, but pretty much, pretty much all of them, man. I'm looking forward to going against every wide receiver in the league. Uh, pretty much, I, I would say, I my work, work, work will speak for itself, man. When we line it up, we'll see what it is and. You know, you win some, you're going to lose some. But, you know, you got to win more than you lose. And, and I'm looking forward to facing every any receiver that lines up against me. Hey, it may not look like it, but I did play corner in high school. And, hey, when something goes wrong, it's always blamed on the corner. And, <laughs> right. Uh, am, I, am I right? Am I right? Like Most definitely, man. Hey, listen, somebody can miss an assignment up front. But if a corner misses assignment, it's a touchdown. So, yeah, man, most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, KJ, we have to thank you so much again for coming on with us today. It's been huge for us, and we really enjoyed having you on. We want to give you the floor. This is a podcast where we've enjoyed letting people kind of have their own creative freedom, say what they want to say. You got the floor, man. Like, anything you want to tell us about us, yourself? Uh, I just want to tell you all, man, I I appreciate you all for having me on the show, man, and you know, it's a blessing to to be able to sit in front of you guys. And I'm, I'm really humbled and honored by the experience um, and, and being in front of you guys. So I just want to tell you all, thank you, man, for having me. Yeah. And Absolutely, then is there man. anything else uh, that you would like to say about yourself, what you want to do in your future career, anything like that? Um, uh, If you don't know, uh, I, I want to run for mayor uh, whenever I'm done playing. Um, and and that's something that, I, that I'm going to – you know, put all my, my, my eggs in one basket and focus on that uh, off the field, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to get into politics so that I can, you know, help make change in, in the community and in the world. Um, that's something that's really dear to my heart. And that's something that I'm going to do. Um, I'm not going to try to do it. I'm going to do that. So uh, that's something I'm, I, I want to put out there um, that I will be running for mayor one day. So y'all make sure if y'all living in Tampa or, you know, anywhere, man, y'all make sure y'all vote. Hey, y'all Tampa folks, you heard it here first. KJ for mayor, baby. Everybody put them in. Yes, sir.
And hopefully you have a lot of future fans listening to this podcast that are going to be KJ Sales fans throughout your career. What are some just last things that you want them to know that, you know, you'll be giving them every week? Man, I'm playing for y'all. Um, you know, the, guy, the people who believe in me, I don't really focus on the people who doubt me because the people who believe in me, you know, there, there's, there's a lot to prove and, and I'm going to prove y'all right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for y'all just riding with me through this roller coaster journey because it's been a roller coaster through the, the wins, the losses, um, you know, the pain, the suffering, uh, the tears. Um, I, I thank y'all so much. And me and my family and my son and, you know, everybody in my family, we really thank y'all from the bottom of my hearts, uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, my family back in Carolina, I appreciate y'all for helping me grow. Um, you know, my USF family, uh, you know, we, we're, we're in this forever and, you know, I'll, I'll forever be a bull. Um, and, I, and I thank you guys so much for sticking with me. And, you know, the journey doesn't stop here. We just begin. Sweet. Hey, we're so we're so excited to see where you land in the draft. Uh, I'm, I'm personally glad that we got to get to know you today. And we're going to hopefully we'll be able to watch a good NFL career, a great NFL career. Um, if you want to shout out your socials, go for it. And, um, you know, maybe we'll be able to talk to you after after you figure out where you're going to land. For sure, man. Follow me on Instagram at T-H-A-R-E-A-L underscore K-9. The real underscore K-9. It'll pop up KJ Sales Jr. Um, on Twitter at KJ2 with the number two live, L-I-V-E. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. If you have any questions or you ever want to talk, you need an autograph, um, anything, you know, hit me up and I'm here. We appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. All right, guys, I hope, really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. It's pretty awesome. We had cornerback KJ Sills Jr. from the University of South Florida. Um, I hope you guys just maybe gained a new player to root for in the NFL. He's going to be drafted day two or day three. We, we project in the fourth, fifth, sixth round. And, uh, you know, he's going to be a, a guy that we're really looking forward to watch here in the next eight to ten years. Um, we are hoping to maybe get one more player here on the podcast before the draft. And that could be in a later episode next week. So maybe expect the next episode to come out on a Friday or a Saturday rather than a Thursday. But other than that, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for the support. As Braden said, next week's podcast may come out a couple days late. So keep an eye on our Instagram page at the gridiron podcast. That will give you live updates on when we are planning to release each podcast episode. Hopefully it's going to be a quarterback from a ranked team. That is the hope that we're having for next week. So we're going to see what we can work out. Not going to name drop yet because we're trying to figure out if we can get them on. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We hope you really enjoyed this podcast. We love having KJ Sales on. We are going to be rooting for him and talking about him. As long as this podcast exists, because he's our first ever player on this podcast, we loved getting to meet him, and we hope you guys enjoyed it just as much. Thank you guys so much for the support. As always, have a great weekend, and happy football.